Well, we welcome the ruling of Judge John Smith. Um, it is a ruling that we anticipated. It is a just ruling and uh, very apt for this particular issue that uh, Intercat has been experiencing for the last eight years. And it's a very, very positive step in the right direction. So just in speaking to, you know, the length of time that you've been trying to resolve the matter at hand, perhaps let's just talk through the measures that were taken by your company before actually resorting to the courts to try and get some intervention. Well, Intercape and other bus companies has been uh, targeted by the taxi organisation, specifically in the Eastern Cape since 2015. Uh, initially, it was interference in operations. Um, taxis would come to our loading point and prevent passengers from embarking or disembarking. Um, and they would also question the validity of our permits. They would contact the traffic department. They would contact the South African police force, or they would contact the uh, transportation board um, in specifically the London area and ask that our permits and that of other companies uh, are being scrutinized and they question the validity and it caused us unended um, headaches over a long period of time. Um, they would call for meetings. It was very hostile meetings and they would question our pricing structures and so on, but there was no violence. The violence only started in 2019, where passengers were assaulted, drivers were assaulted, coaches were stoned, drivers were shot at, passengers were shot at in the coaches. Um, they shot at the body of the coach, the windscreens, the side screens, the tires, and um, eventually it spilled over to the Western Cape. It spilled over to Gauteng and. Drivers were wounded, and one driver was fatally wounded just outside of our Cape Town depot, and subsequently he passed away, as you would know. So um, I'm just curious, uh, when you say you were engaging uh, with uh, the taxi associations, um, is it one or is it several taxi associations? And also, what engagements were you having, uh, and, and, and was government at all involved in that? The initial meetings, um, government were involved in 2015, 2016, 2017. Um, but, but as from 2021, um, there was meetings held where um, the buses and taxis um, were meeting, um, and also through 2022, um, specifically um, in the beginning of this year, there was meetings where governments were not involved, and it was um, the taxis insisted that government uh, should or would not be involved. And if government were involved uh, and present, they would not come to the meetings. So since 2022, that's where the real intimidation, extortion, racketeering, colluding started. So as I understand it from what I've read, uh, you were engaging or... Um, whatever engagements you were having with the taxi associations, they were trying to tell you what to do, which routes, uh, how many uh, vehicles, the pricing and all of that. Am I understanding that correctly? 
Yeah, that is correct. That, that, in order for the violence to stop, you see, the taxis created an environment, and the environment was a very unsafe, hostile environment where buses would be attacked on a 24-7 basis in the Eastern Cape, Western Cape, and Gauteng. So naturally, one would say, but where do these attacks come from? What are the motivations um, of the people that uh, actually carry out these attacks? So then, you know, a individual or a taxi organization will come forward and say, we accept responsibility, and, you know, if you want these attacks to stop, then you must talk to us. Then the moment you sit down and talk to them, they say, okay, but here's our demand. We demand that we will control your prices. We will dictate what the prices will be that you will charge the passengers. And, in fact, you will double your prices as from today. Secondly, we will limit your departures. You can only run two buses out of a province. And thirdly, we will dictate your timetable. We will prescribe a timetable um, where passengers are not really keen to travel. Um, passengers will arrive at an ungodly hour of 3 o'clock in the morning in Cape Town, <laughs> wants to arrive at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning. They know nobody wants to arrive at that time, but that's the time that they will allow you. Basically, it's a way to force you out of business or to force you to pay them. Um, and should you pay them, then you would be left alone. So uh, let me understand this, Johan. During uh, the engagements where government uh, representatives were present, were these demands also made during those sittings? Never. Never. Those, those meetings were only about the validity of permits. Um, the, these demands were made when government officials would not have, were not at the, at the meetings. But I would imagine that you did raise this with government at some point. <laughs> I did raise it with government. Um, we raised it with all the law uh, uh, enforcement agencies, uh, the police and, and so on. Uh, they are aware of it. I've done an extensive affidavit explaining everything that has happened with uh, the necessary um, uh, documentation to, to back up our claims, and, and that's what we stated under oath. So, yeah, the police has got everything. They, they know of everything that I know of or that we know of, and it's now over to the police. And I must tell you that I am really, really concerned, worried, and disappointed that we've logged over 150 cases over the last years. Um, there is no arrest in the Eastern Cape. We had a 90%, 95% of these issues derived from the Eastern Cape. And all these cases are lying in the Eastern Cape. No arrests are made. You know, the police has got no willingness or, how can I put it? Yeah, willingness, you know, to make these arrests, specifically in the Eastern Cape. The Western Cape, they're better. They, they've got a task team. They put it together. They've made one arrest. The guy's out on bail. Um, that's also worrying, you know, that a guy that's up for murder, you know, murder and attempted murder has been uh, set free on bail. That's, that's concerning to me. And I would imagine this is concerning for uh, your customers as well, uh, the passengers, uh, the violence that they have seen. As you said, there's been a fatality as well. But now the courts have basically compelled government uh, to take some steps in order to provide safety and security uh, for the buses and the bus drivers and passengers. 
Um, has there been a response from government as yet uh, in reaction to the ruling? As far as I know, um, none whatsoever. Uh, they are being compelled by court, um, and there are certain uh, declarations or findings that the court has made. They, they, they found that um, government has the obligation to take positive steps to ensure that responsible and effective measures are put in place to provide safe, uh, you know, safety and security for long distance, not only the bus drivers, but also the passengers. Um, and there are me various mechanisms that um, that they can use. You know, the minister, the national minister, and also the MEC of Transport of uh, the Western Cape and Eastern Cape. You know, uh, the Land Transportation Act make provision for developing systems to improve the law, you know, improve and and implement the land transport uh, law enforcement. And there's a section um, 85, section 85 stroke one that deals extensively with with, with that issue. You know, they can appoint inspectors uh, to inspect the routes uh, and also operators, both taxis and buses. And what they also can do, they can declare, you know, areas, hotspots. Um, they can declare those area areas as, as extraordinary uh, areas, and they can put in measures uh, to, um, you know, to, to restore law and order. Um, so, yeah, so they can close taxi ranks. They can pull in, they can literally cancel operating licenses from either bus or taxi operators. So there are various mechanisms that the national and the provincial ministers in terms of transport can, can use to resolve this issue. So they have 20 days um, uh, to implement this, uh, does government, and uh, we will check in with you. But I just have to ask you before I let you go, Johan, are you concerned about some form of retaliation uh, given this judgment? You know, we've been under attack for months now and years now. And, um, you know, how can I put it? You know, we, we are battle ready. You know, we, we expect retaliation, but we are battle ready. You know, um, what else can we do? You know, we've, we've asked for the assistance of the National Minister of Police. We've asked for the protection in terms of, you know, uh, the law enforcement um, agencies. We've contacted um, the Minister of Transport. We wrote extensively to the president. You know, <laughs> this has been a hot topic now for months now. Um, and, but the point here is this is not about intercate. This is about the responsibility of national government towards the public of South Africa. These are ordinary citizens traveling between cities, towns, and provinces. So it's not an indicate issue. This is a national mm. security issue. And, and, and I think, you know, government really doesn't understand their responsibility towards the safety of, of South Africans. That's why law and order is in such a state. And Chile must be held 100% responsible for it. You know, we, we can't make a big hoo-ha out of a tourist that's being killed. There are hundreds of people being killed weekly, thousands monthly. And South Africans have become a statistic where if a person from abroad gets killed, then suddenly it's a big thing. One life is not more important than the other one. And we have forewarned Becky Chile that these attacks will come. Yet he has done nothing. And 
Intercape driver Bunky Kaya was shot, murdered in cold blood in broad daylight. And that is at the hand of both Fukile, Mbalula, Becky Chele, and Sarah Ramaphosa, because all three of them have been forewarned and they have done nothing. It's only after Bunky Kaya's murder. You know, and it is sad to say that it's only blood that turns the wheels of history and get people to get off from their chairs and actually do something. 